Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. I'm excited about what God's going to do this morning. And um, not only are we celebrating Mother's Day today, but we're actually kicking off our new series called Heroes. And Heroes is going to be a five to six week series that uh, we're just going to look at the lives of different people in the Bible. And uh, we're going to study their lives. We're going to see how their lives can encourage us, how their faith, you know, we've talked about some of these people for so many years because of their courage, because of their faith, because of everything that they've done. And what I love about this is that uh, we realize that they are, or that they were regular people just like you and I. And I think that it's a perfect opportunity for us to invite friends and family members and people that maybe sometimes wouldn't come to church. Because once they come to this place, they realize that in the same way that God can use someone to do amazing things, that God can use us regular people to do great and amazing things if we're just willing So today I have the privilege of kicking off this series and we're going to be talking about a woman in the Bible who I believe is a hero. I believe that her life can teach us so many things and her her name is Hannah. And her story is found in the book of 1 Samuel. So if you have your Bibles, which I hope you brought your Bibles today, take it out. Go to the uh, book of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Um, We always encourage you guys to just bring your Bibles with you, to bring your notebooks, your pens to take notes, not just for the sake of taking notes, but because we believe that it helps us remember, that it helps us when we go home and we forget something and we need to be encouraged. We can always go back. We can always read it. We can always remember. So First Samuel chapter 1, before we read, I want to give you a little bit of context as to what is happening in this story. So basically there's a woman and her name is Hannah. And she is married to this man named Elkanah. And this man also is married to another lady. So he has two wives. Yeah, that's not right. Don't, don't say it's on the Bible. I can do it. It's not okay. <laughs> but he has another wife, right? And the thing with Hannah is that Hannah cannot have children. And this is the desire of her heart. But she is just unable to um, have kids. But this other wife can. They actually have multiple kids. And in the story, we read that every year, them as a family, they would go to another city. They would go to a place called Shiloh and worship God. And they would take offerings to God. But as they would go year after year, this other wife, this other lady, will continue to provoke Hannah. And will continue to make fun of her because she couldn't have kids. And we continue to make her life miserable and impossible, just kind of reminding her, look, I can have kids, you can't. We're coming here as a family and I'm bringing my kids along, but you have no one. And the Bible says that Hannah would be so sad that she would weep. That sometimes she would be so sad that she wouldn't even eat. But the Bible also tells us that God had favor over her life. And even though she couldn't have children, every time that they would go to offer sacrifices to God, her husband would give a portion to everyone. But to her, he would give a double portion. So even in the midst of her sadness, even in the midst of her circumstance, God will always give her a double portion. God will always take care of her. And in the story, we pick it up on verse 9. On this one time that they went to Shiloh, it says, Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up, 
Now Eli the priest was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly. And she made a vow, saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me, and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life, and no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk. So she's praying to God, and she's probably just looking like all crazy. Eli thinks this woman is drunk, and he tells her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. She says, Not so, my Lord. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have, been, I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. And she went on her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning, they arose and worshiped before the Lord. And then they went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made love to his wife, Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I asked the Lord for him. What an amazing story. That today as we look at a portion of her life, today as we look at her circumstance and the things that she was facing, that I believe that God wants to speak to us. Whether you're a mom in this place, whether you're not a mom, whether you're a man or a woman, I believe that her story can encourage all of us. I believe that her story can speak life to us. And so this morning we're going to believe that with open hearts, that God has a word for us. You know, and I want to talk about um, Hannah's strength and perseverance, which is the title of my message today. I want us to look at the strength and perseverance of this woman. The strength and perseverance that we can have in our own lives that God can give us. So before we continue, why don't we bow our heads today and let's pray and ask God to be with us. God, we thank you, Jesus, for allowing us to be here this morning, God. God, we give you this time. We open up our hearts and our minds, God, so that you can speak to us, Jesus. God, I pray that you will move in our midst, God, that your Holy Spirit will be moving in this place in every heart and every soul, Jesus, that you would open up eyes. God, that you would open up hearts, Jesus, that this morning we would leave this place with the assurance that you are for us, God, that we would leave with the assurance that you give us strength, that you give us perseverance, that there is victory because we follow you, Jesus. God, I pray that this morning people will find you, will fall in love with you, Jesus, that you would speak through me this morning, God, that your spirit will move in this place. God, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, so a few months back, we went out to dinner with some friends and um, to this new place. This place kind of had just opened and we've been hearing all about it. All of our friends had been telling us how great this place is. It's so cool. Food is great. You need to go check it out. And every time we're like, okay, maybe, maybe we'll go one day. Finally, one day we decided, hey, let's go check it out. It's going to be incredible. We're very excited. We get to this place. It's a beautiful place. We are so hungry. We look through the menu. We're so excited. Start ordering food. You know, it's like we're having the time of our lives, just chatting with our friends, just getting ready to just have a, an incredible dinner. And as we're sitting there, you know, food eventually comes out. 
we take a little bit of first bite, and I'm just minding my own, just eating my French toast. I had ordered French toast is great. But as I'm doing that, through the corner of my eye, I see something flying my way. And I, I, it's, you know, when so many things happen and it's kind of like within seconds, but it feels like it's forever. So I'm thinking within seconds, okay, something's flying to my face. It might be a fly. It might be a mosquito, like whatever. And then as this happens, I'm shaking it off. I'm shaking it off of my face. And as I do that, I realize that it's actually a roach. Thank you. <laughs> and it's not just. It's not just a roach, it's a flying roach. Have you guys seen fl a flying roach? They're like on steroids, right? And for some reason, they're nasty, they're ugly. And for some reason, I don't know what's wrong with these things, but they always fly straight to your head. Has anybody, has any, has that happened to anyone? I know it's happened to me. It's nasty. So my first instinct is just to, I don't know what's happening. I take it off. I'm about to start screaming. I have the guys telling me, relax, relax, calm down. And it's like, oh, there's a roach on my face. <laughs> like, what do you mean relax? Right? Like, what do you mean? I'm at the end of the booth. I'm trying to get over, you know, everyone trying to get out. And as I do that, you know, the roach has already flown somewhere else. I don't know where it is. But as I'm trying to get out, I see it again. It's flying. It's flying to me again. I somehow managed to get out. I'm running out. And you know that feeling when something lands on you and then you just feel like it's still crawling on you? And you just feel like it's, it's everywhere? Okay, that was me that day. I get out. Um, my friend, Nabil, comes after me, and I'm in the middle of the street, literally, like a child, just jumping and going, get it off me, get it off me. Everyone's laughing. Uh, needless to say, I did not go back in there. I did not finish eating. I never went back to the place. Some people ate anyways. Y'all are nasty. But I'm not gonna, not gonna put you guys out there, but uh, head on, Alex ate. I don't know what's wrong with them, you guys. <laughs> and yeah, you might say today, you know, Diana, like, it's a roach. Like, how silly. Like, come on, right? I mean, roaches are nasty. Maybe you're not scared of a roach. Maybe you don't mind. But maybe you've had to kill a roach for a friend, a mom, a daughter, a sister. They're nasty. And you know what? In that moment, as funny as it is now and whatever, we laugh. But in that moment, you know, I, I, thinking back, I started to think about the fact that maybe I can be like that in my own life. Maybe in life when we face situations, when we face our fears, when we face difficult situations, when we face impossible situations, I wonder if our attitude is one to run away. I wonder if we run away or do we stay and fight? Do we run away or do we say, no, you know what, I'm going to stay here and I'm going to fight this? Because life can be difficult. I mean, life has difficult situations and much like Hannah, we can be facing situations that are that are fighting everything that's within us maybe you're here this morning and you're and you're facing a situation like that maybe you're here and you're saying hey Diana I'm facing um, a health issue sickness maybe you're here and you're saying Diana you know what I'm actually I, I just got laid off of my job maybe you've been looking for a job for a long time and nothing seems to happen maybe you're here and you're fighting for your marriage maybe you're here and you're thinking as a mom about your children and how much you desire for them to come to know Jesus. Maybe you're here and you're fighting for your business. You're fighting to be able to make ends meet. Maybe you're here and you're fighting because uh, 
You've desired to get married and to find someone for such a long time and it just doesn't happen. Maybe you're here and you've received some terrible news this week. Maybe last week. Maybe in the past few months, all you keep hearing is bad news. And you're at a place where you just don't know what to do. And everything within you wants to run away. And everything within you wants to give up. And everything within you is just like, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. But you know what? I believe that God has so much more for us. But we need to understand is that it's these moments in our lives, when we face these situations that can make us want to run away when we need to stick around the most, when we need to stay close to God. Because it is in these moments when it's easy to just step back and give up. And what we do is that we begin to lose a little bit of our faith. We get weak in our faith. And we stop coming to church on Sundays. And you stop going to connect group. And you stop answering the calls from your friends who are calling to check up on you. And you stop picking up your Bible to read. And you stop praying. All of a sudden you stop serving. You start calling your leader like, hey, I'm sorry, I'll be out of town. You're still in town, but you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm out of town. All of a sudden, you just start giving up because you feel that God is not going to do something for you. But this morning, through this story, through the word of God, I believe that what he wants us to know and what he wants us to remember is that he created us with strength, that he gives us perseverance, that he's going to give us everything that we need to find strength, everything that we need to keep going. And that through the process, he's going to mold us into the men and women of God he's created us to be. That in him there is strength. That in him we can find everything that we need. Whether we believe it right now or not. That when we get close to him, when we get to his presence, that he's going to be able to pour into our lives everything that we think we don't have. And he's going to help us remain. He's going to help us continue to fight. He's going to help us because he cares for us. And, you know, um, Hannah was facing a difficult situation, right? It was an impossible situation. She couldn't have kids. She was sad about this. The Bible says that the Lord had closed her womb. And sometimes we might look at the things that God allows in our lives, and we may think that God is a terrible God. But you know what? Sometimes God allows things in our lives, not because he doesn't care for us, because he's actually trying to do something in our lives. He's actually trying to work something within us he's actually trying to make us better he's actually trying to bring us closer to him but this woman has to face year after year and day after day imagine how she feels when she has to wake up every morning right and her desire is to have a child and she has to wake up every morning probably to the sound of kids crying asking for food maybe every afternoon she hears the sound of kids playing and she probably thinks to herself, this will never be me. Maybe she thinks to herself, why, God? Why did you forget about me? Do you not care about what I want? Do you not care about the desires of my heart? And then on top of that, you add this mean lady telling her all the time, hey, I'm sorry you can't have kids. But I can. I mean, look how happy I am. I'm sorry you can't have kids. You know, sometimes it's going to be those voices in our lives that are going to come right in those moments of difficulty. That are going to try to tell us, hey, you know what? God doesn't care about you. It is in those moments where the enemy will try to get in our heads. Where in those moments, people around us are going to begin to tell us, you, you keep going to church for what? You keep asking for this for what? You still don't have it. God can't do that. 
You know those moments in life when you've been praying so hard for one thing, right? And you need a miracle and everyone around you, you come to church and you hear praise reports and everyone is so excited, right? The person next to you is high-fiving the other person, telling them, oh my gosh, God answered my prayer. And you're just sitting there like, what about me, God? Everyone around us seems to be getting everything, their, their prayers answered. Miracles are happening and you're just watching by wondering if God has forgotten about you. Wondering if one day maybe he'll remember you. But you know what I love about God is that God cares for us. That God hears our prayers. That God is not sitting back just watching us suffer for no reason. That God is involved in every area of our lives. That God wants to move in our lives. That God wants to do in us. Do a work in us that's going to transform us into the people that he wants us to be. You know, maybe you're here today and you're facing a difficult situation. Maybe you're here today and you can say, hey, Diana, much like Hannah, I know what it's like to be facing my biggest fear. I know what it's like to be praying and fighting and trying and hoping and not getting anything in return. I know what it feels like to feel like everyone around me is getting what they need, what they want, but me. And maybe you've lost hope and maybe you're discouraged. And maybe you're about to give up. And maybe you're about to say, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to keep doing this God thing. I'm not going to keep doing this church thing. I'm not going to keep doing all these things because clearly he doesn't care for me. You know what, today I believe that God wants us to know that he does care. But what he wants us to know and what he wants us to understand is that in the waiting, in the time of the difficulty, what things are not okay, that he can still work in our lives, that he's still at work, that there's still more for our lives, that the situation we face today, it's not where we have to stay. The situation you're facing today, it's not going to dictate the rest of your life. Life is filled with seasons. And seasons come and seasons go. Some seasons might last longer than other seasons, but they're seasons nonetheless. They're not going to be here forever. But what we do while those seasons are going on, it's up to us. And this is what I love about Hannah. And this is what I want us to talk about today. Just different things that she did in her own life. Things that I believe we can apply to our own lives, that we should apply to our own lives. Because they're just going to make these seasons better for us. Because they're going to allow us to see God in a different way. And the first thing that I believe we need to do is that we need to keep showing up. Just keep showing up. You know, Hannah, despite her circumstance, despite the fact that she could not have children, despite the fact that had someone annoying her day in and day out, despite of her pain, despite of her discouragement, year after year she kept showing up to worship God. Year after, after year, she kept just pushing her feelings aside and her emotions aside and saying, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter that you're making fun of me. It doesn't matter that I still don't have what I desire. God is good, and I'm going to keep showing up. That was the attitude of Hannah. I'm going to keep showing up. And you know what? I love that as she did that, God gave her a double portion every time. Every time he would do this. But the thing about showing up is that you don't just show up somewhere. You choose to show up. You choose to keep showing up. So in the moments when we are facing difficulties, in the moments when we are facing hard times, are the moments when we need to decide that we are going to show up. 
We're going to decide, hey, I'm going to put aside my discouragement. And I'm going to put aside my fear. And I'm going to put aside my stress and my anxiety for a second. And I'm going to show up to the house of God. And I'm going to show up to the places where I need to be. Because I love the, I believe that there's nothing that the enemy would want more than to get you to a place where you are just settled. Where you're no longer fighting. Where you're no longer moving. But we need to choose to keep showing up. To show up even when we don't want to show up. To show up even when it doesn't make sense to show up. You know, we might show up on Sundays and we're heartbroken. We might wake up on a Sunday morning and think to ourselves, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be here. But when you choose to show up, when you choose to show up anyway, you know what I believe? That it's in those moments where God speaks to us. It is in those moments that God uses to to answer our prayers. It is those moments where God uses to heal our hearts. It is those moments that God uses to encourage us. Much like Hannah, right? She had to fight. She had to persevere in order to show up to worship God. But in the same way, I believe that God has a double portion for you. I believe that God has a double portion for me. And all he's asking us to do is to not sit back, but keep showing up. Hey, put in the work. You show up, and I'm going to show up every single time. You show up. You push aside your feelings. And guess what? I'm going to be faithful to answer you every single time. Because he is a faithful God. I love this verse, Isaiah 58, 11. It says, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. He will give us water when we are dry. When we are dry and we think that we can't go anymore. When we are dry and we think that, hey, I'm going to give up this week. Today is the last day. That when we go to him, that he's going to guide us. That he's going to give us strength. That he's going to give us the water that we need to be refreshed and to keep going. But we need to choose to keep showing up. He restores our strength. You know, we need to come to a place where we don't allow the voices of the enemy, the voices of people, the voices of discouragement to get in our heads. But rather we allow the voice of God to dictate where we're going. Rather we allow the voice of God to guide us and direct us and that we might believe that he is able to do it for us. That the story of Hannah isn't just a story. That the story of Hannah is our story. It's the story of a God who loves us. It's the story of a God who wants to change our lives. The next thing I think we need to do is that we need to learn how to count our blessings. Learn to count your blessings. You know, not everything was lost for Hannah. Yeah, she couldn't have kids. Yeah, her husband had another wife. But yet God had favor over her life. Yet God will give her a double portion every time. Yet God had never forgotten about her. But I believe that so many times we can be facing situations that our eyes can be so focused on this one thing that we fail to take a step back, look around, and realize that not everything is lost for us. To realize that there is more to life. To realize that maybe, maybe I'm having a hard time. Maybe I'm having a hard time trying to make ends meet. Maybe I'm, I'm just too stressed out about my job. Maybe I'm too stressed out about my family. But when we step back, you know what? We realize that there's still air in our, in our lungs. We realize that we're still breathing. We realize that God allowed us to see another day. And if he allowed us to see another day, it's because he's not done with us. If he allowed us to take another breath, it's because he's still willing. And he's still able to do something in our lives. But we need to, for a second, learn to step back. And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that, 
that it's, it's just going to be a walk in the park. I'm not saying that sometimes you're so caught up with everything in your life that it feels like everything is on you, that you can't even lift up your head. But I believe that when you ask God, that he'll give you the strength to lift up your head and see. See the things that he's given you. See the things that he's done for you. Because we have a good, good God. Psalm 136, 1 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. His love never leaves. And as long as he is on our side, there's nothing that can stop us. As long as we remember that he is for us, we need to remember that nothing can be against us. Now, that doesn't mean that trouble isn't going to come. That doesn't mean that we're not going to face difficult situations. What it does mean is that we have victory in Jesus, that he already overcome the world, that we have victory in him, and that we can walk with confidence knowing that God is on our side. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I love this. And this is something that we should begin to speak over our lives. When you think that everything is lost, when you think that there's nowhere else to go, that we can begin to look up and say, you know what, I'm blessed. You know what, today I'm going to remind my soul that God's goodness and favor will follow me for all the days of my life. Today is a day where we can choose to say, God, you are for me. God, I am blessed. As a matter of fact, you should turn to the neighbor and tell him, I'm blessed. Tell him, you are blessed. Come on, we begin to encourage our souls. We begin to remind our souls and our problems, hey, God is for me. God is bigger than whatever I'm facing. God is for me. He's not going to leave me. He's not going to abandon me. And that's going to give us strength and perseverance to keep going. And then we need to, the third thing is that we need to rely on prayer. You know, prayer is just communication with God. It's not a weird thing. It's not uh, a difficult thing. It's the same way that you would speak to your friend. It's the same way that you speak to your father. It's the same way that you speak to someone that loves you. It's simply going up to God and saying, God, this is how I feel. God, this is what's happening in my life. It's saying, God, I'm so thankful for everything you have done. It's saying, God, I need you. You know what I love about Hannah is that the Bible says that she goes up to God and, and, and she's praying, but it says that she's weeping bitterly, right? So she doesn't go to God with this pretty prayer. So many times we hear people pray and we're like, oh, my gosh, they pray so beautiful. I don't know about you, but not all my prayers are pretty prayers, you know? Nobody know what I'm saying? Like some prayers are ugly prayers. Some prayers are ugly cry prayers. Like, oh my God, Jesus, help me. Some prayers are desperate prayers. Some prayers are going to be angry prayers. Some prayers are going to be probably no words, but just your tears. But your tears are prayers to God. He understands every word behind every tear. And the beautiful thing about this is that God is not shocked by how we feel. He's not shocked by the things that we're going to go up and tell him. He knows our hearts. But he wants us to run to him as the first source. Not as the last resource, but he wants us to always go to him first. He wants us to go up to him and say, God, you know what? I don't understand. I don't understand why everyone seems to get what they need but me. I don't understand what I've been waiting three, four, five years for this. And you still haven't done this for me. God just wants you to go to him. Because the Bible says that after she prayed, her, her, her face changed. And I believe that that happens in our lives. That the moment that we've spent time with God, 
Our situation might not change right away. But you know what? We leave with the assurance and the confidence and our faith built up knowing that God does care. Knowing that God heard our prayer. And the interesting thing about this is that she's praying in such a desperate way that Eli thinks she's drunk. So it's like you coming to church, you're praying, and one of us telling you, get out of here, you're drunk. What's wrong with you? Right? And this woman is like, no, I'm just so desperate. I'm just so desperate. You know what's going to happen? That so many times we're going to need to quiet the voices of the people telling us, hey, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep praying so much? Why do you say you're going to fast for another 30 days? Why do you keep going to church? We need to rely on prayer. We need to keep going back to God whether people understand us or not. Because at the end of the day, this is your journey and your walk with God. At the end of the day, nobody has walked a day in your shoes. And you know the desperate need for God. You know what you need to do for God to hear you. So it's putting aside all the voices and it's saying, you know what, God, I'm going to run to you and I'm going to believe you. And I'm going to trust you. First John chapter 5 verse 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear us. Jeremiah 29, 12 says, Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. I love these because it gives us the assurance that every time God hears us. That every time God is waiting for us to initiate this conversation. That he's not looking at us and our lives like, stay over there, you're too messed up. Stay over there, mm -mm, no. You're angry, how dare you be angry? Oh, you're sad, no. He doesn't want a perfect prayer. He wants us. He wants our hearts. He wants everything that we have within us. He wants us to go up to him and say, God, this is what I have. And say, God, thank you. Say, God, help me and guide me and that he will do it. The fourth thing we need to learn is we need to learn to wait on God. And this is probably one of the most difficult things sometimes if you're impatient like me, waiting sucks, right? Waiting is terrible. You find yourself like what's happening in a day might seem like a month and a month might seem like a year. But I believe that we need to learn how to wait on God. You know, Hannah, it says that within the course of time, God gave her a child, right? We don't know exactly how long that was, but it would have been years before because this other lady already had several kids. So it maybe was a few years before she got what she wanted. But you know what I love about her is that, is that Hannah in the waiting didn't grow, um, didn't give up. That Hannah in the waiting, yes, yeah, she had her moments where she was sad. She had moments where she was bitter. But she didn't stay in that sadness and she didn't stay in that bitterness. Yet she kept going to worship God and she kept believing in her heart that maybe one day he can do a miracle for her that maybe one day he would do something in her life but I feel like so many times we think that that the waiting period is that we've been we've been forgotten hey I've been waiting so long maybe God forgot about me maybe God abandoned me maybe God doesn't care about me I think that we need to have some perspective into our lives and understand that it is through those moments of waiting that God is going to build us that God is going to be built faith within us that God is going to build strength within us that God's going to build that perseverance within us that God's going to mold us into the people that he wants us to be but we just can't give up in the waiting room but while we wait we can worship God 
And while we wait, we can rely on prayer. And while we wait, we can look at the blessings that God has given us. And while we wait, our eyes are fixed not on our lack, but on the things that we do have. That God wants to use the waiting time not as a moment that can break us, as a moment that's going to destroy our lives, but as a moment that can potentially propel us into the next chapter of our lives. That moment that can actually build that faith within us. That faith that will move mountains. That faith that will not be shaken. That faith that will believe that he can do what he says he will do. The strength and perseverance of Hannah were not found in the answer. They were actually found in the waiting. It wasn't about the miracle. It was actually about the waiting. That's where she built her strength. That's where she built her perseverance. Psalm 27, 14 says... Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous and never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting for he will never disappoint you. Remember this today. He will never disappoint you. He will never leave you. He'll never leave you hanging. He'll never disappoint you. Psalm 130 verse 5 says, This is why I wait upon you expecting your breakthrough for your word brings me hope i long for you more than any watchman would long for the morning light i will watch and wait for you oh god throughout the night and i love this reminder that as we wait we can still pursue that as we wait we can still show up that as we wait we can still rely on prayer that as we wait we should be counting our blessings because he'll never disappoint us that we would choose today to allow this learning process, this waiting process to work the things that it needs to work out within us. And the last thing that we need to understand and the last thing that we should apply to our own lives is to always remember our source. Always remember our source. You know, Hannah, Hannah's going through this. She gets her blessing, right? She gets what she desired after so many years. But Hannah doesn't just get caught up with, I have a child. She actually goes back and says, God, I'm going to make a vow with you. And I'm going to remember that when you do this for me, that when, when this dream, when this impossible situation you actually make possible, that I'm going to dedicate this child to you. And she continued to do that. She went, she had Samuel, she went, she dedicated him to the Lord. She writes a song of praise about how God, uh, how great God had been in her life. But you know what happens? I, I believe that this could be us sometimes, that we could receive the blessing and forget the source. That we all of a sudden receive what we've been waiting for for 20 years, and you finally get it, and all of a sudden we get amnesia. And all of a sudden, because I don't need to be on my knees every day, it's like, well, maybe I don't need to be on my knees, on my knees at all. That when we get what we've been asking for, what we've been praying for, have you ever, made, have you ever been in need and made a vow? with God or a promise God I promise you Jesus if you do this for me I'm gonna go to church every single Sunday I promise you Jesus maybe you said God if you come through this one time and if you help me pay my bill this week God I promise you I'll tithe next week maybe you say God if you made a mistake and you're like God if you save me from this consequence if you just please Jesus I promise you I'll never do it again has anybody done that I know I've done that right and then it happens and you're like oh thank you Jesus and then you forget right but God is telling us don't forget the source of your blessing don't forget the one that's given you everything that you have don't forget the one that has done the miracle don't forget me be 
Because while you might have gotten your miracle and your answered prayer, life will continue to be life. And life will continue to have its ups and downs and its seasons. And our need of God will never go away. Maybe this season you don't need him as desperately as you thought you needed him last week. But guess what? You need him for every breath of air you take is because he's granted it to you. Every day you get to see is because he's allowed you to see it. So we do need to remember our source of strength. We need to remember the source of everything that we have. The one that gives us every single blessing. Psalm 103 verse 2 says, let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. And that's my prayer for us that we will be so planted in his word, in his house, in who he is. That our roots will grow so deep that when the storms of life will come, they will not shake us. That we will remain, that we will have strength and that we will have perseverance to believe that he will take us to the other side. That he will always help us that he hears us and that he is for us. And I believe that this morning God wants to remind you here that whatever you are facing, it's not gonna be forever. That whatever situation you're dealing with, that there is more for you than what you see right now. That there is more God for you, more grace for you, more favor for your life. That God is not done with you. That there's more for your life that there is more faith to be built within you, that there is more strength to be built within you. You think that you've got made it to the end, it's not the end, there is more inside of you that you think there is, than you give yourself credit for, and God is just telling you, look at me, rely on me, keep showing up, come to me, learn in the waiting, I am here and I'm gonna help you. And if that's you this morning, I, I just hope that you would leave with the assurance that God loves you and that he's for you. And maybe you're here and you say, Diana, you know what, I, I, I'm that person that I've been dealing with this difficult situation and it's been years and I feel discouraged and I feel like God has abandoned me. Maybe this is the first time you hear about this God who cares for you and who is for you. You know, this morning, I, I want you to know that there is a God in heaven who cares for you, who knows every single detail of your life who wants to be a part of your life, who wants to help you, who wants to strengthen you. And today, if you've never given your life to Jesus, if you've never surrendered your life to God, if you've never said, God, take, God, take control of my life, today is the day where he's calling you. Today is the day where he's saying, I am here waiting for you. I am here waiting to help you. I am here waiting to guide you. I am here waiting to pick up the weight that you feel on your shoulders. I can do that for you. So with every eye closed and with every head bowed, I just want to give people a chance this morning. If you've never made that decision, if you've never said, Jesus, come into my heart. If you've never surrendered your life to him, you know, Jesus sent his only son to die on the cross for our sins. We're all sinners. We've all failed. None of us are better than the other. But yet God with his love sent his son to die on a cross for us so that we could have life and life more abundantly so that we didn't have to do this on our own so that we didn't have to live in despair so that we didn't have to live discouraged. So this morning, if that's you if, you, if you're saying, Diana, I need God. I need help. I need strength. I need God to come and help me. I need God to come and lift up my head. In this moment, if that's you, would you just, would you just raise your hand? If that's you, if you're saying, God, I need you, God, I give my life to you, God bless you. If you're saying, God, I need you, I need you to come and change my life. 
I need you to come and save me. If that's you, would you just raise your hand in this moment? God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, Jesus. And what I'm going to ask is that you would just say this prayer with me. It's not a prayer that saves you, but it's just us allowing God into our hearts. So I'm going to ask for the whole church to pray this with us this morning. Say, Dear Jesus, I welcome you into my life. I thank you for dying for my sins. I believe that you resurrected. And I believe that you're the Son of God. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Make me new. Give me a new beginning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, can we congratulate people?